What's up everybody? This is Dan from Greatest Story Ever Played. For today's bonus content, it actually doesn't have anything to do with video games. Instead, uh, what I've done is I've kind of re-edited an episode from a podcast that Jordan and I used to do back in the day. Um, so I've, I've got that together. What it is, is it is on the short story The Raft by Stephen King. This story is terrifying. It's very good. It's about like 15 pages, something like that. It's pretty short. You could probably Google it actually and just get it in full. And I suggest reading it I, uh, before listening to the podcast. But if you want to just listen, you will be fine. I do recap it and stuff like that. But I thought this could be a cool thing. So I hope you enjoy. And uh, here it is. The Raft. So uh, this is set in Cascade Lake, Pennsylvania. It's late October. It's heading... Towards Halloween, it's not Halloween yet, but it's getting cold. That's kind of, yeah, what we're setting into. Characters, so we've got uh, four characters who really matter in this story. We've got Deke, Randy, Rachel, and Laverne. Deke and Randy are roommates, and, uh, they're, and they're all, like, young college. Deke is a jock. He's on the football team, you know, macho guy, all that stuff. Randy, instead, is his nerd, uh, but that is his nerd, <laughs> is a nerd, and they have been roommates, uh, they've been friends a long time, all that stuff. Then we've got Rachel, who is uh, Deke's girlfriend, or at least the girl he's going out with right now, and then Laverne is Rachel's friend, and presumably the girl that Randy wishes he was dating, but maybe isn't that interested. So, we start the story with the four of them getting drunk, or as uh, Stephen King put it, pleasantly oiled, uh, which is a term I'd never heard, but I really like <laughs> for getting drunk. I thought it was great. Um, so they're at the guy's apartment, and they're drinking, and they start reminiscing about the past, about how the past used to feel so long. When you were a kid, summers felt like forever, you know, they were just every day, you had fun, and each day was so full. And uh, it was wonderful. And they spent some of... Uh, Rachel brings up how she spent a lot of that time at Cascade Lake, actually. Um, that was a lake near where they lived uh, outside of Pittsburgh. She started reminiscing about how great the lake was, and then she reminisced about the raft that was on the lake. There's this raft that's in the middle of the lake, and you used to swim out to it, and then you just you know lay there and sunbathe and all that stuff. And all of them have the same sentiments. They're like, yes, Cascade Lake, that was the best. The raft. This was amazing. And Randy says, the raft's still there. Let's go. Let's go say goodbye to summer properly. It's still there. I was there three weeks ago and I saw it. Uh, the girls object and say, no, it's not. It's not there. It's October. And he says, no, uh, one of our mutual friends says that the guy who owns the lake actually doesn't put it away until the first snowfall. It's definitely there. This convinces Deke. Deke says, let's go. So they all pack in Deke's car and head off to Cascade Lake. They get to Cascade Lake, and lo and behold, yes, the raft is still there. So let's go swim out to it. Um, Deke, of course, jumps in first. He's super athlete, so he's a good swimmer, all of that. He heads out first. Randy's shortly behind him. And uh, then the girls follow after Randy. So Deke makes it to the raft first. And he's celebrating. He's excited. Randy makes it. But as he's swimming, he sees this a dark patch. 
that's concerning to him. Um, but he gets onto the raft, and he looks, and he sees the dark patch, and he starts yelling at the girls, hurry up, hurry up, Rachel, hurry up, Laverne, faster, faster. Uh, Rachel gets to the raft, and Randy kind of pulls her up abruptly. She hits her knee, um, and she's like, what the hell, Randy? Why are you freaking out? Randy's like freaking out, though, because of this black uh, splotch, the patch that he sees. He pulls her up, he yells at Laverne, Laverne gets up, he yells at her, too. Everyone's safely on the raft. Randy's freaking out, but hasn't explained about the dark patch yet, so they're a little confused. Then he points out that the dark patch was there, and it looked like it was going after the girls. Deke suggests that perhaps it's an oil slick, you know, whatever. It's just an oil slick, not a big deal. Randy and the girls are not convinced, though. Uh, they're a little frightened of it. The dark patch moves uh, close to the raft, and Rachel ends up looking at it. And when Rachel starts staring at it, the dark patch starts to change colors, starts flashing colors as she's staring in at it. And it draws her in. I think this is pretty similar to, I, I picture like a lure for fishing that, you know, the shine, it kind of brings fish to it and then you can catch them. I think that this, the colors on the blob work similarly. So it pulls Rachel in, it, it kind of draws her in. And what happens next, uh, I'm just going to read straight from the story because it's way better than anything I could do. So, it says, Then Rachel's hand touched the water, her forefinger only, sending out one delicate ripple in a ring, and the black patch surged over it. Randy heard her gasp in air, and suddenly the blankness left her eyes. What replaced it was agony. The black, vicious substance ran up her arm like mud and under it. Randy saw her skin dissolving. She opened her mouth and screamed. At the same moment, she began to tilt outward. She waved her other hand blindly at Randy, and he grabbed for it. Their fingers brushed. Her eyes met his, and she looked hellishly like Sandy Duncan. Then she fell outward and splashed into the water. The black thing flowed over the spot where she'd landed. All three of them saw her flail to the surface. Her arms came up, waving. No, not arms. One arm. The other was covered with a black membrane that hung in flaps and folds like something red and knitted with tendons, something that looked like a little rolled roast of beef. Help! Rachel screamed. Her eyes glared at them, away from them, at them, away. Her eyes were like lanterns being waved aimlessly in the dark. She beat the water into a froth. Help! It hurts! Please, help! It hurts! It hurts! It hurt! And then Rachel sinks into the water fucking terrifying um <laughs> dear god uh this is so terrifying uh my heart was thumping uh in that excessively so um the three remaining uh discuss their options what do we do this thing obviously wants to kill us and they don't think that they can wait it out they recognize that they can't because nobody knows that they're at cascade lake Cascade Lake's closed, so no one's going to, you know, be by tomorrow in a boat or something to be able to pick them up. Also, since it is October, it's cold. It's getting cold. 
Um, they've just been wet from swimming to the raft, and they're wearing, you know, their underwear, so they're not uh, set to live in cold climate for very long without, like, getting sick or worse. So they can't wait it out. They don't think that they can swim, outswim the blob either. But Deke does think he can because uh, he's kind of self-assured and a good swimmer and strong-willed and all that. So he thinks he can and he would like to try. As Deke's getting ready to go and swim, the blob uh, reaches up through the boards, the crack in the raft boards, and it attacks his foot. And it dissolves his foot, and it ends up dissolving Deke piece by piece. First it's his foot, then it's his like lower leg, then it's his upper leg, then it's his torso, his chest, until Deke's not there at all. Uh, this is brutal. You're just, you know, Laverne and Randy are feet away from Deke as he's just falling through the bottom of the raft kind of piece by piece going away. It is rough. And Laverne uh, faints and Randy is just standing on the part of the raft away from Deke just holding her up. And Randy realizes that he could have escaped. Uh, but he realized it too late. If he would have just thrown Laverne and jumped into the water and swam away while the blob was consuming Deke, he could have got away, but he didn't realize it until it was too late. Then there's two. We have Randy and Laverne trying to figure out what to do. And what they decide is that they're going to take 15-minute shifts. Uh, one can sit down on the raft, and the other one will stand, and it'll keep watch over the blob so that the blob can't, you know, reach up through the rafters and get them like it got Deke. They do this for a while, uh, but it's cold. And because it's cold, they decide to spoon to keep warm. Of course, uh, this ends up exciting them, and uh, <laughs> they decide to have sex while they're on this raft. And Randy says, it's fine, I'll just watch the blob, it will be cool. So, they're doing that, and it's going well and good. And then Randy realizes too late that Laverne's hair's in the water. The blob is there, it consumes her face, and... Uh, and while it's doing this, Randy just ends up kicking Laverne into the water because she knows that she's dead, and so it allows the blob to kill her. Randy's alone. And Randy's alone for a long time. Randy uh, is alone through to the morning. When the morning comes, uh, Randy is daydreaming about being rescued. Uh, he's losing it bit by bit. Uh which really makes sense. He's just seen three people die. He's cold. There's this monster that defies logic. I mean, there's a lot going on for him. And uh, again, I think that the book describes it far better, or the story describes it far better than I can, so I wanted to read a little bit from it. It says, Randy was crying. He was crying because something new had been added now. Every time he tried to sit down, the thing slid under the raft. It wasn't entirely stupid then. It had either sensed or figured out that it could get him while he was sitting down. He thought, if I had a gun, I would kill myself now. He stood on the raft. The sun went down. Three hours later, the moon came up. Not long after that, the loons began to scream. The colors began to form and twist. This time, Randy did not look away. 
He whispered, do you love? Somewhere far across an empty lake, a loon screamed. And that's what we're left with. Terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, I like the uh, ambiguous king ending. I, my assumption is that he let the blob kill him. Uh, but I don't know. I guess other things could have happened since King does leave it open. Uh, a general thought, this has to be the scariest Stephen King story I've ever read. I was frightened the entire time. I was so impressed with this short story for that exact reason. You know, I, I've read a fair amount of Stephen King books, not every single one, but a lot of them. And they've had moments that have scared me, but this one, I was scared the whole time. Uh, I think these gruesome deaths, uh, each unique and each awful, maybe worse than the last one even. Like, it was just rough. Uh, really, really well done. i really impressed with this story. There we go. That's the episode. I hope you enjoyed uh, getting to hear that, uh, going, you know, outside of video games even. Uh, in the meantime, please follow us on Twitter at StoryEverPod. You can write into us at TheGreatestStoryEverPlayed at gmail.com. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That would uh, really mean a lot and help out a lot. Uh, otherwise, uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>